I was someone's daughter once. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. This is episode 133. My name's Roger. And my name is Estate Secret. Hello, nice to meet you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, Declan? How's things? Shh, the government will come for you. Um, It's going good. Things are going nicely. Um, Yeah. How many episodes of this we done now? <laughs> 133. Uh, 133. That's a lovely number. That's like a third of the way to 400, man. I know, man. And we're going to be on our season, our 15th season soon. I know. 15 seasons of this. Where does the time go? <laughs> I was actually I was actually looking at our header on our um SoundCloud thing and I was looking at those little like uh icons of us and I was just looking at it thinking like Man, mine needs mine needs updating. It's still got hair. <laughs> <laughs> mine's still got its original teeth. <laughs> yeah, we we'll just have to uh, like edit that between seasons or something, like uh, to show how we actually are now. Take two depressing photos of us. <laughs> also, on our bio, it says um, two young musicians have taken it upon themselves. That becomes less true every day. <laughs> hey, we're we're only nearly thirty. It's fine. Um, thirty still young, right? It is actually, yeah. There's probably right? uh, there's probably seventy year olds listening who call us whippersnappers and stuff. We're just we're just we're but children to them. Exactly, exactly. Um, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, potentially, um, we would normally be writing a song every week and be revealing them to you, the listener, and each other, and sort of dissecting them, talking about the chords, the lyrics, and the you know, the general creative craft of songwriting, if you will. The, the songiness of the songs, like how song is each song? On a scale of song to album. Uh, <laughs> but this, this time what we're doing is we wrote uh, 14 songs each in February. So we've done the writing, that bit's over. And we're bringing right. them here. Bringing two each to the show. This, this, two uh, each. I still feel like I'm... I'm I've done all the maths. We've only got one more record to do. I know what the two songs are, and yet I keep thinking that I'm going to run out. It's this perpetual fear, and I've it's completely illogical, and I have no idea why it's taken root inside my head. <laughs> it's just the fear, man. It's the fear. Uh, 2022, and the fear is real. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bumper sticker, if I've ever heard one. I'm getting it on my guitar. Uh, we are going to show you two new songs each. We're going to take it in turns. Uh, you know, I think your song's first, then mine, then yours, then mine again. Uh, what's the first song that you are, are bringing to the podcast today? Okay, well, the first song is uh, uh, one of two songs that I actually wrote in February on the same day. Uh, <gasps> I know. Uh, so this first one is called I Decide. It was the first of the two that I wrote, and it goes like this... so far away from me Standing here with a million things I couldn't hope to say or see I don't believe you've got my heart 
high and dry again. You treat me as a target or two and what I need to find a friend. That's uh, one of two songs that Declan wrote on the same day, both of which will be played on today's podcast. Uh, really great. Really great. I mean, this is one of the ones that's going on the album we're doing together. And just I'm Ooh. a huge fan of it. But just I get big Fleetwood Mac vibes from this, but kind of like a modern Fleetwood Mac. Um, big fan of this. Yeah, see, that's not the vibe I get from this. Like, this was kind of like an attempt to write something a bit slower, a bit dancier, a bit funkier. Like, uh, I think when we talked about it before, the track that always comes to mind in terms of, like, tempo and feel is uh, Lose Yourself to Dance by Daft Punk. Mm, mm. Which uh, is a bit more, like, if you had a band, I'd love to be able to, like, play this live with a band and just go, like, okay, this is one for dancing now. This is a mm. dance one of the set. The rest of them are too fast to dance to, but this one, my goodness, it's a dancey one. <laughs> go! <laughs> <laughs> that could be a title there but i mean like when you were when you're trying to like write something more dancey or sort of funky if you will um was that like a conscious choice to be like right okay right i've got to write 14 songs gonna write one in a different genre or was it just like i just feel like this today um i, I think it's half that and half like most of my songs tend to end up around the 140 mark so they're a bit quicker and a bit less for dancing uh hmm. And they don't like sway or groove as much as they could. Uh, so it's just a chant. Uh, like, I think we must have had like a disco CD on at work. This was composed on a lunch break. So I must have just had that on and just thought, like, right, slow it down to and sort of see what riff comes out of that sort of pattern. Which uh, I actually really, this is vying for favor of the ones that I wrote uh, in this month. Uh, like there's three that are fighting for the top spot, and uh, it, which is basically another foot of rope, uh, cruel and ruthless sea. In this one, I think those are probably my three favorites of yours too. With this one, I think 
one of its huge um, selling points for me personally is the pacing of it. I think that nothing feels like it outstays its welcome at all. And like you have these great um, catchy riffs in the verse, all that stuff. And then like everything's just sort of like the right length and you kick into the chorus and that's got its own catchiness as well. So it's very kind of poppy, but like not in that sort of sugar sweet way, you know? Well, this was the 10th song I've written in about uh, 20 days. I think I was getting like quite uh, honed in on like what makes a good song at this point. Uh, if that doesn't sound entirely arrogant of me, because of course it does. But like, obviously, if you're writing that many songs in that short space of time, you start thinking more about, right, your instincts start kicking into overdrive. Like, right, that's probably got to be about that long. That's probably got to have a nice thing to there. That's probably got to have a nice thing to there. Like, uh, just uh, even in terms of like getting little riffs in there that differentiated the sections. So you've got like the verse riffs, uh, one of which the boom, that last bit leading it quite nicely into a chorus, which has got his own little thing going on there, which is shared between the first couple of chords. Mm. Um, and then the fact that that starts and ends on the G sharp, which then is it puts you in a nice position to go back into the C sharp, uh, is just kind of it's it's not complicated, but it's like I, I'm pretty sure you had this, a similar sort of thing where like after doing it that many times, you just thought like, right, I know this works, that's fine. There, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, I mean, it certainly shows with this song, and it's almost like you kind of get into this sort of state don't you where you go okay right this works that works and and that's kind of a because you've been writing for such a like you say you know 10 songs in 20 days but also you've got this sort of like deadline looming around you so you can't take your time and like procrastinate you've got to really kind of you know hit the ball out of the park so to speak and so you're in this kind of lovely mixture between i need to hurry up so i need some fresh ideas so you've got that innovation going and you've got that thing where you're sort of like not resting on your laurels but just sort of you go, okay, this works, this works. I know that I can trust that section and this kind of style and chord change. And uh, I just think, yeah, I, th- I think we probably both kicked into gear at a certain point. And uh, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like me applying a few of the things that I'd learnt uh, over the course of the month, like uh, not putting the chorus so ridiculously high or the verses uh, like super high so that you ascend more out of my range for the choruses. So, like, mm. it's quite nice within my vocal range. Like, I've got a couple of notes to spare, which is quite depressing because uh, <laughs> it's quite a low song. Um, but then also, uh, like, once like it starts off with a C-sharp major 7, then to a minor, then to a C diminished, and then, like, that's the point where my brain goes, right, it's got some nice chords in there, let's just bang the rest of them together with, like, <laughs> a few of your stock favourites in a new order that fits which is kind of like, uh, for example, the bridge is just like a E flat minor going to a G sharp. It's just a nice subversion. It's a weird thing in that song because like the verses are in C sharp minor. Uh, sorry, in C sharp. Mm. Um, but then the choruses have that E flat seven in them, which implies that the choruses are in... Uh, uh, are in uh, a a flat, and then the bridge just immediately starts on an E flat minor, which just goes like, oh wait, no, this isn't this isn't a <laughs> this isn't a flat at all. Oh, that's kind of deceived us. 
that kind of stuff is just so appealing to me. And you're so good at doing that kind of thing where just like, you don't like go, hey, look, everyone, we're in a, you know, we're implying a different key, but you'll use like one or two chords here and there where whether you know music theory or you don't know any music theory, you go, oh, something changed there. That was cool. And this song is a very good example. I didn't know the theory, but I definitely got that feel. Oh, thank you. Uh, now my head won't fit through the door, but um, my <laughs> ego's feeling pretty good, uh, pleased with itself, so thank you. Uh, that was kind of almost entirely accidental. It was only when I was looking at it afterwards, like I was thinking like, okay, I picked the nicest chords. Wait a minute. That's wrong. But it sounds cool, so it's staying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, oh, uh, something I've never asked you before in, in regards to writing in particular... Um, you know, scales where you go, okay, I know these are my top notes and I, I want some a little leeway there or a little bit of headroom, so to speak. Uh, do you have certain keys that you write in um, usually? No. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a short answer to that one. Um, I tend to write more around the idea of being able to move what I'm playing on the guitar up or down a certain number of uh, frets. Mm. Uh, so it's not often that I use cowboy chords like uh, the song Early Riser from earlier in the season is probably one of the few examples where I actually do uh, because it's based around that kind of pattern um, whereas uh, most songs tend towards being in like A flat or E flat just because I can belt out a E flat or an F and in those keys quite nicely without super damaging my voice mm. Um but it's often songs will be written higher and then they'll just go back down. They'll be like, oh, well, I mean, I'm in E flat again. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, also, just the fact of like the little bit of music snobbing me, which I absolutely hate about myself. But it's there. Uh, it's like, haha, I'm playing in E flat. And I don't need to use capo. Ha ha. <laughs> Which is just the most invalid way to approach song writing ever. Like, there's no invalid ways to write music, but that is. Uh... <laughs> I think we all have a little bit of that inner snob, though, don't we? We go, you know, even if you just use a chord you haven't used before, you go, Haha, not everyone knows this chord. Yeah. Oh, look at this inversion. I bet I'm the only one playing this tonight. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, wait, what is that person doing? Oh, my God, they're so talented. I feel so feeble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the lyrics for this one uh, are kind of a bit uh, misleading. They might sound like they're about some sort of uh, lover or partner or something like that. Guess what? No. They're not. I'm uh -huh. single forever. Woe is me. Um, they're kind of... <laughs> It's kind of written about, uh, like, everyone's got their best self in them. Mm -hmm. And everyone's got that voice in them that's pushing them to be their best self. Trouble is, my voice that's doing that is an unreliable little shit. Um, <laughs> it'll say, like, oh, you should start running again, and you should start doing this, that, and the other, and you should start recording this, and you should start doing that. And then it will just lose interest about a fortnight afterwards. Like, dude, like, I'm tired of motivating you. Can we just watch a film instead? It's like, brain, you put me up to this. Why? So, like, um, <laughs> it's this little voice in my head does not have my best interests at heart. Hence the lyrics. <laughs> I love that. That's such a cool topic for a song. Well, it's just kind of like writing it deliberately obtuse in the same way that Grow Together was written about a pot plant, but we tried to make it, like, 
hidden as to what it was. This one's like very much designed to look like, oh, it's about a lover. Um, whereas in reality, like uh, only R- Roger, only you, I, and the listeners of this podcast will ever know that it's actually <laughs> about my own insecurities. Who am I kidding? We all knew this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think oh, that's I a great a topic for some. <laughs> we all do. We all do. No, oh, but that's, 2022 that's cool and the fear is real. <laughs> you, I mean, the, the fact that it it's not obviously about what it actually is about, to me, is a huge plus. The fact that, it, it, you know, on the surface it's one thing, but in actuality it's another. I, I think that's clever. Well, I think another part of it is, like, how many disco songs have there been written about people's inner neuroses? Like, it's <laughs> it's a small list, if there it is one at all. People of the podcast, if you're listening and you can think of a perfect example, why not write in at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com? I want sad disco. Bring me sad disco. <laughs> <laughs> we all want sad disco. Hooray! <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So so you wrote the half of this at work, right? And was it finished then? Uh, yeah, as, it, was, as it, was all, like... it was all all finished on my lunch break. Oh, wow. All done, with a, all done within an hour. It came out very quickly. Like I say, I was kind of flying on instinct on this one once I had the riff. Uh, and fortunately, my instincts were good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd say so. Oh, that's awesome. I think there's something to be said. You know, not every song can be finished in one sitting, but I think there's something to be said for the good ones being written all in one go sometimes, you know? It's those rare moments where, like, you have an idea of, like, I'm going to write a sad disco song, and you get a cool riff, and you get some chords, and you get a melody that you can sing pretty much first time, and the song idea comes together quickly with the lyrics. That's always what kills it for me, is it'll have a nice idea, like, I've got this kind of riff, and I can do this out of the other with it. And then I start writing the lyrics and they're about something entirely different. And it's just like, oh, come on, brain. Come up with come up with the goods. It's where I pay the you the hard... big bucks. <laughs> lyrics are the hardest thing, I think. I really yeah. do. To like, like I... That's the kind of make or break of a song, too, in a way. Because the thing is, if you've started writing like this really sad, gloomy song... Uh, and it's all minor chords and these weird suspensions and these off-key moments that just lend the timbre and tone of the thing to being ridiculously unhappy. If your brain suddenly starts coming up with happy lyrics, there is no way you can get your brain to unhook that thought. Like, come on, brain, I've got to be sad. But there's a new episode of Doctor Who out tonight. Shut up, brain, I don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I find my um, ultimate compromise, which works sometimes, is like, I go, right, I'm going to do a workout this evening. And then, like you said, my brain goes, uh, I don't know, there's a new Better Call Saul out tonight. I go, okay, right, I'm going to do 15 minutes of exercise and then I could have my little treat. <laughs> See, I've tried that before. And my and again, that's one of the ideas that my little best uh, best self inside me just goes like, yeah, that'll, good. that'll be good. That'll motivate you. Or like you can listen to like an audio drama while you like go for a run or something, or like a, as you're typing this up, you can uh, have that YouTube video on in the background. Like it'll be motivating yourself to do it, uh, or like you you get that done, then you can have that, and then just again a week later, it just goes bored now. Just give me the treat. <laughs> yes. Give me that sweet sweet serotonin. I want some serotonin. Uh... Out at the store, Roger. <laughs> I, I I think that's very true for everyone. Stupid yeah. life not being consistent. 
Stupid brain. What have you ever done for me? Stupid sexy synapses. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a title. <laughs> I think we do. Yay. Um, unless there's anything else you'd like to share about their song, your song, is there? No, like I said, it just came out really quickly. I got it done within an hour. Uh, I managed to perform it at an open mic that night, and it's one of my favourite things I've written in a while. So, hooray! The next song that I'm going to bring to you later on in the show isn't quite the same story. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I'm bringing to the show this week is... Uh, what one was this? Let me actually check. This was song 13. So, my penultimate song. Song 13? What day did you write it on, by the way? I have no idea. I didn't keep a track of that, did you? Uh, I just finished them and sent them to you. I've got them as, uh, like, audio recordings on my phone so I can pinpoint the dates when they were finished. So, for Uh... example, this one and the second one were both done on the 23rd. These were songs 10 and 11. Oh, okay. I don't have that data, I'm afraid. But suffice it to say, it was probably written on, like, I don't know. 25th or so I'm going to guess because it wasn't quite the end of the month I was going to say you could uh, go back through our chat and um, see what date you sent them to me but then I just realised we chat a lot on Messenger so like you'd have to be scrolling back for ages or use search and chat but then you'd be hoping that you use the title of the song we're friends folks we got a long chat history friends chat together la 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 they do a podcast together La 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 la. la, la. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. Um, so this song is called Concords, Concords, Concords. Concord. It's called Eskimo's Wallet, and it goes like this: Song thirteen, Eskimo's, Eskimo's Wallet, Wallet in B major. I told you I was never a shame girl.
So that was Eskimo's uh, Wallet, Roger's 13th song of the run. And uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't got an Eskimo's Wallet, but I've got my own wallet here. And I, I would give you some money in it uh, to have a copy <laughs> of that song. Um, I don't actually have any money in this wallet. I'm perpetually poor. Um, this is a theme that we shall return to. Uh, <laughs> the song, Roger. Like, had you gone slightly mad by this point in the best possible way? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was like, I got one more song left. I am just going to write something a bit silly. Uh, <laughs> so I could actually, when we were listening to it just then, I can kind of pinpoint the two main influences which went into the song. One of which is Randy Newman. It's kind of quite like 70s Randy Newman in a sense, like it's a piano ballad. It's about something kind of silly. Hmm. And the other one is it's like the band Ween, uh, just because they, they have this album, which I re-listen to and re-listen to all the time, called Shinola Volume 1. And it's just like a bunch of like really, really well-produced, well-arranged, stupid songs. And I just like that as like a kind of juxtaposition, I guess. And they do a lot of stuff where like they'll slow the tape down and then like sing and like when they speed it back up very speed, it'll be their voices sound either really squeaky or like really low pitched. So I kind of tried to like write a song in that, um, in that vein, I guess. In that oeuvre. Um, yeah. This is really cool. Like, uh, tonally, it sounds very similar to something like Bag uh, Baggage Claim, which, uh, the final produced version of that, which if you haven't listened to the full on version of it, hunt it down on Winter Tape 6, it's really cool. I wonder where to start with the words. <laughs> well, I mean, I could tell you how, how I came up with the first line. It's another one of those lucky instances where I wasn't even trying to write. I was just in the shower again. I've had a few good ideas in the shower in February. So the first lyric is, I told you I was never ashamed, girl. You always kept me lying around. And I came up with it in that voice, too, which is the stupid thing. <laughs> uh, so I came up with that, and I kind of, like, I thought, that's only, what, like, one, four, and five chords. So I just came back in, got dressed, and went to the piano, and I just kind of figured that out. And I just thought, what does it logically do from there? Um, so that's kind of like starting on the one of the scale so it's in c major and then as you go up to the chorus you go bum 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 and you're up to the four dun, and you're going uh i keep an eye on the passing of time i keep my sneakers close to your door and all of that so it's quite a simple song quarterly but it's just a case of like figuring out where to go next logically hmm yeah i was gonna say seeing as you came up with the music uh the vocal line first with that one and the tone of voice like did that like influence the genre at all? Like the way it ended up being this slightly like oddball thing, or was 
like uh that just like i don't know just something that you were wanting to do anyway allow me to say something that sounds ridiculously pretentious for a second uh <laughs> okay pretension warning uh those of you who dislike pretension skip ahead 30 seconds uh to save yourself the uh the assault of pretense that will be coming from your speakers um this is generally a good warning for the podcast in most cases uh particularly <laughs> when i'm speaking go ahead roger <laughs> well actually, i don't think it it's that bad actually but basically because i came cancel to... that pretension <laughs> warning people cancel that pretension warning. you can't give me false alarms like this roger i'm sorry How could you i'm sorry uh, I came up with the, with the first lines in the shower, like like I say, kind of, I was like singing in the shower in that voice. So it's kind of like almost like a cartoon character sort of thing. And then when I started writing the lyrics and getting more and more through it, I kept it in that voice because it was working for me. That's the bit over, okay. Um, but you were asking about like the sort of style and stuff of it. Uh, I could, at the same time I was singing it, I could kind of hear like maybe what the chords might be, but also that it would have that kind of like slow almost uh, uh, comical sounding piano dum 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 just alt- alternating between the one f- one five one yeah five <laughs> yeah just just alternating like that and so the kind of style was kind of like baked into the whole thing uh, as for what the lyrics are about it's kind of this uh, it's like a more comical take on what I've spoken about a few times over the course of this season which is like just kind of being an introvert, being in a social situation and just like wanting your own time, wanting your own space after, after like too long of kind of, you know, you feel like your battery's running a little low. So, um, hence Mm. the chorus, which I'll just read. Um, I keep an eye on the passing of time. I keep my sneakers close to the door. I'm just shocked by my lack of decorum as I am that love can make me so bored. I like to think I'm a hopeless romantic, compassionate and friendly to boot, but I'm as cold as an Eskimo's wallet. Be happy, I could tell you the truth. Uh, which I was rather pleased with as a All chorus. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's it's kind of annoying to me that I came up with what I feel like is a relatively strong chorus for a song that's just so silly. No, but I like that, though. You've got, like, the slightly... The opening punch of, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, to lead everyone into thinking, like, it's going to be a nice, like, ditty. And then just in the chorus, like, hit people like, uh, I hope I'm a hopeless romantic, but really I'm dead inside. Anyway, back to the silly voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I must say as well, in, in the second verse, there's a, a lyric which I was quite proud of the rhyme on. Um, every now and then this happens. <clears throat> I go, um, if a comet were to fall from the sky, if it crushed your Toyota, I wouldn't get, care one iota. I like that. Toyota and I also, Iota. I also like on the recording how you've got like yourself in the background doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I said when we were listening to it, I've started um, producing this one up now, and I've replaced that with sort of like like an actual bomb dropping. Well, like kind of like a synthesizer going, and it's like. So, I like sound effects. Just literally have like a balloon pop in there as well, like instead of the big explosion, just like a. That would be so good, yeah. It's, uh, like I say, pretty straightforward chordally um, and lyrically I've kind of described. I think that might do for this one, actually. Um, yeah, kind of just basically a silly, light-hearted song with the darkest chorus you've ever heard. 
Hooray! Uh, you said you were recording this one. Uh, is this going to be on a future project then? Uh, like yes. A, is this going to be on Billy's Courage? It's not. That might be the first mention we've Ooh. done of Billy's Courage, actually. Um, Sorry, did you want this kept under wraps? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I don't care. Um, no, Have I is... broke the embargo? <laughs> no. You, you did sign an NDA, Declan. Oh my God, the police are at my door. <laughs> if this is the last days. thing I ever do, um, that know that I did it by accident. <laughs> this was my edit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be on uh, a project I'm bringing back called Winter Tape. I haven't done one of those in a couple of years, I think. And it's going to be seen. out on, uh, as it is every time with Winter Tape, December 26th, Boxing Day. So... Be a nice good. little pause Christmas treat for you. You get 10 quid in the mail from your aunt. Mm. And you think, what am I going to do with this? Uh, you just go up and you buy uh, one of Roger's winter tapes. And you've got a nice selection there of between 15 to 30 minutes of music. And it's lovely. Oh, and lovely. it's a little bit of a tradition. Oh. And uh, yeah, that's always a fun project as well. Because it's like, it's not like serious. So- like, Esco's Wallet is like the quintessential winter tape song. It's like songs that are not serious. They're just like experiments or fun or collaborations. If or just winter like... tape didn't exist, you'd have to invent winter tape for that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't really sit alongside most of my other songs. So, yeah. Uh, which is what we were saying a few episodes back. Like, it's nice to have um, a few different projects where like one could be like, this is just fun. Let's just put this out on something different, you know? <laughs> Yeah, this is a zany project. This is a serious project. This is a what were you smoking project? (laughs) (laughs) So, what's your next song then? Uh, My next song is one that was written on the same day. Basically, I was uh, (laughs) going to an open mic that night. I was uh, had a bit of time to kill, so I went over to my friend Jenny's, uh, and she was saying like, "Oh, I'm." Uh, I, I don't know how you can write a song in an hour and I said it's easy look I'll show you give me a couple of chords and I'll write a song out of them uh, and the result uh, was Unknown Troubles which sounds like this Heat in time Heat in space Heat in valley for tomorrow Got a rhyme and a wits and I'm feeling like I'm gonna quit tomorrow Even the background starts to fade Striking the set to clear the stage Oh no, I'll go Deeper into unknown troubles Oh no, I'll go Deeper into unknown troubles Surely you know you habitually grow out of fortune Siren ignore, but ignoring the harm you're sinking. Hoping a wish is all you have. You're making a plan you don't understand. I have and you know I'll be glad tomorrow Every 
Okay, that was Unknown Troubles, uh, Declan's uh, second song written on the same day as I decide. Your only unknown trouble is not thinking that song is fantastic. It's great. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's got loads of energy. It's got a string of scary diminished chords, which made me scared. It's got... Um, <laughs> it changes time signature. I mean, what isn't there to love? Well, that changing time signature again when i was discussing when i was writing the song with jenny there watching i sort of said oh uh one thing that roger sometimes does just to sort of add variety into the middle of a song is change key sig- uh time signature like oh. this <laughs> and then do the big slowdown <laughs> i like how you and then use... into the bom, ba, ba, bom, ba, ba. i like how you she said to you like oh, how do you write a song in an hour do you like easy give me a couple of chords you use a, more than a couple of chords in this song um i think there was I've had to transpose this down a semitone uh, to uh, uh, be able to sing it. Um, but the chords I was originally given were like G, B flat, um, F, uh, uh, sorry, F sharp, B minor, and was there another one? A diminished chord of my choosing, of which I picked about four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and house. Uh, also a D as well uh, so yeah it's putting those in an order that was a bit fun um, and it's it's very again it's writing by the seat of your pants it's very instinctual it's kind of like a, this works let's keep doing that then um, it was kind of playing the chords uh, that I was given in order the only bit of invention was on the oh no I'll go deeper into unknown troubles uh, bit which was just shifting between a B and a B flat uh, or in the original key it would have been C and B um, just to sort of like give that slightly punkish energy of like okay semitones are a thing here they are uh, talking of semitones being a thing uh, that run of diminished chords in the middle like on the recording that I've got, uh, I start on a diminished chord. I go up to from the original, down three from the original, and back to the original, and then up three from the original, down three from the original, back to the original. I'm not sure if I meant to just like run around the diminished because you one fun thing of playing a diminished chord is if you just move it up and down uh, three semitones at a time, you can sort of get this nice diminished loop which eventually gets you back to where you started it's kind of a nice way to run between them mm. i don't know if that's just a misplay on the recording and uh like i was meant to do free both times but i like it so <laughs> it's staying there now yeah however uh, it came out in that demo recording uh, is the way i think even if it was a mistake it might be a happy accident yeah uh the downside of this being written in an hour i think this was written between me uh getting to Jenny's to spend like an hour and a half there uh, before the open mic and heading to the open mic was the lyrics are very basic Um, 
I was saying to you while we were listening to it, it's very much, shut up, mum, I won't clean my room. <laughs> if you didn't know how to have kids, why are you, why'd you make them born? I didn't yeah. ask to be born, <laughs> mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, I mean, if it's any it's consolation, just, it, they don't come across like that to me, a listener. It's it, basically what it ended up being about was that I was poor at the time because it was getting near the end of the month and I always run out of money by the end of the month. And for one reason or another, 2022 so far has been very tight budget-wise for me. Uh, so it's uh, the lyrics are all about how it's sad to be poor. Um, like yeah. eating time, eating value from tomorrow, like using tomorrow's money to get something today. Uh, at or like uh, going deeper into our unknown troubles it's like okay getting into more financial shit um, you habitually grow out a fortune you spend too much money they should have designed a better system um, capitalism sucks uh, <laughs> even the background starts to fade striking the set to clear the stage I have absolutely no idea I think that's just there because it fits uh, <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're not the best lyrics ever written shall we say well, did you write the lyrics like at Jenny's, like at the same time as the chords? Yeah, this was all done in an hour. Yeah. Well, I mean, from 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 naught but a couple of chord suggestions to um, a punk song that is written ten years too late in the personal timeline of the person writing it. <laughs> I I think that you've got to kind of cut yourself some slack because a the lyrics I think come across really well, and b you'd already written a song earlier that day and you wrote everything in an hour. I mean, you know. I think it worked out great. Thank you. I'm bad at taking compliments. Uh, the well, the thing is, like, it's a it's another song that I wrote in an hour. It exists. I've done it. Proved it could be done. <laughs> I just like the idea point, of like point made. I think. <laughs> I, I like the idea of like you you had in the back of your mind like, oh shit, I'm doing this February challenge. I need to write songs. I need to write songs. And Jenny's like, how do you write a song in an hour? You're like, good. I'm so glad you asked. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's, that's awesome um i have a song uh my 11th song from the challenge Ooh, same as this one. Oh yes exactly and it's Mama called 10 and 11 the eyes of the night and i'm going to be completely honest with you guys here all of you including you declan in fact yes. mostly you declan because you're the only one i'm actually talking to you right now um You've, how how dare you, like, cut our listeners out of the conversation? Don't worry, listeners. I'll relay exactly what he says to you. I'm sorry, Jonathan, Mary, Noah. Sorry, others. are you? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that first one, are you thinking that uh, the key demographic for this podcast is characters from the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> and what of it? Ezekiel, he always emails in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well basically i i haven't listened to this song since i wrote it and we listened to our demos obviously which was ages ago and i don't think i like it so i'm gonna rediscover the song at the same time as all of you so yeah it's called the eyes of the night and it goes like this open d day 11 um in the eyes of the night everything starts out beautiful it gets old Today I woke up to the sound of the border patrol 
My body is tired, not the feel of my hand I'm getting too old to wanna be in a band And if I'm raining down I hope you catch a look at the stars tonight And see a hundred little glints of candlelight I hope it stops you dead in your tracks Like it stopped me And if you bury me behind your borderlines I get a feeling that my soul will come out fine There's a light in the eyes of the night I hope you see Every day starts out fine we get stuck You're the kind of dog whose bite Is worse than his bark My body is tired and my demons are back I hope you catch a look at the stars tonight So that was the eyes of the night by Roger Heathers. Um, uh, and tell you what, uh, in the eyes of the right, i.e. me, that's a lovely little song. Like, how dare you say you don't like that? It's it's lovely. You it's pulled grand. that that pun off very well. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank I didn't you. know what pun I was going to go for there for a second. <laughs> the eyes of the right. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> i.e. me. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I am not so keen on this. I mean, a the rec- the quality of the recording is way worse than I thought it was. Um, um, from- you can you can alter <coughs> that by doing another recording and sending it in before I edit this show. This is a possibility. <laughs> I may or may not do that. Um, Listeners, only you will know whether he has or hasn't done that. <laughs> uh, or you could just assume that, like, if you hear the scratchy, terrible version of it, you go, "That's." Th- that's the second version he did. That's the best he could do. Yeah, just go back into the episode, re-listen to it, just double-check, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so, I mean, let me just, you know, pick this apart a little bit. Um, it's an open D, um, which I thought would kind of lead me to some new inspir- inspiring places musically. It didn't. Um, it's based around sort of, like, the most ordinary chords and that's fine we've said a million times on this podcast doesn't matter what chords your song uses but this one, one four and five are cool this one uses one four five and six repeatedly and but just not to like a good end i mean it's just it's not very creative lyrically it's really about kind of nothing like it kind of there's no the only line in this is um you're the kind of dog whose bark is worse than his bite a uh, bite is worse than his bark see it's so unmemorable i can't even remember it um but yeah, I just thought I need to get a song done. This was done, as you can tell by the volume of it, like at 
one in the morning or something. And the best time for creativity, according to everyone's brain ever, and literally no one else. <laughs> it's just one of those things where I needed another song, and it had been a long day. I can tell just by listening to this, I was really tired, and just like not in a creative space at all. And this was the result, so that's kind of it, really. See, I kind of like this as a template to build something off of. Like, uh, you can keep that sort of worn and easy vibe to maybe go in a slightly like Sufjan Stevens direction or like a bit of an Elliot Smith if you like get some time to properly do a vocal and properly do a recording or even just playing off the strings but being able to do it slightly louder uh, mm. or you could like uh, put a gentle beat like like uh, it's got a nice roll to it that you could put a drum beat behind it and produce it up a little bit if you if, if you were so inclined uh, I think there are options with this one uh, as you said about my song, uh, this song is better than you think it is. Uh, try playing it when you don't have to like play it at less than a decibel. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I don't mean to sound as down on it as I am. It's just, um, I suppose, it's just not that well recorded. Is is the only thing, and like, I just didn't spend as much time on it as I did the other one, so. But that's well, the thing this... as well. Like there was gonna be some duds, you know what I mean? Like in fourteen songs. Uh, yeah. Like obviously we can't write your favorite song all of the time. That's just not how probability and creativity work. But like, like we we have the opinion of our second songs today that we are probably not as proud of them as we would like to be. But then we know kind of where we were going what this, uh, with them, what we wanted to do, what the circumstances were behind the recording of these demos or these ideas. Uh, and we've, we've mentioned it before, but it's worth stating again, an audience does not know that. They don't come with these preconceptions. They just hear the song for whatever worth it is. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, listening to that, I can see ways to take that. I can see ways to do things with it. Like, um, I probably need to listen to it again to be able to hear some of the lyrics. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, Man, when we when we were listening to that, just for the um, just for the uh, like purposes of like being able to speak about it now, uh, like it was so quiet on the recording. I just had to say to Roger, like, don't speak for about three minutes. <laughs> I have to blast my volume here. Do not speak, or my ears will be destroyed. Um, so, what do you think of my new song, Declan? Ah! <laughs> R.I.P. Declan. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, um, I I think we have two more songs left to share each next week, and then yeah, and I think in our final wrap up episode episode eight of season fifteen, we're going to be bringing some songs that we wrote uh, off air, which are yeah, it's going to be a little strange, but looking forward to doing yeah, that. It's a li- it's it's a bit of an odd one, uh, like particularly uh, just. Uh, just thinking about like uh, how some of them were written it's just kind of like right I'm going to sound like an even sadder nerd than usual when I describe the impetus behind <laughs> <laughs> behind why song uh, ended up sounding like song yeah I know what you mean same here actually um, yeah no it's, it's all good um, so moving on to our new section hitters uh what have you been listening to this we week? Need to, we need to come up with a better name for it than that. <laughs> it's a great name. They're hits. They're hitters. See? Oh, dear. 
What what are your hitters this week, Declan? Um, gee, no, I completely forgot we had this bit and I forgot to prep anything. <laughs> um, I haven't actually been listening to that much new. Uh, I'm going to pull away the curtains slightly. Uh, we had to sort of cheat a recording to Friday last week and we were recording this on Tuesday today, so I've had the weekend to listen to new stuff, at which point I've not really listened to any new things. Like, what about, what about something that you just like? Um, something you'd recommend. Let, let me have a think. You might be waiting a while. Tell you what, I'm going to recommend an album. Uh, Ooh. Because why not? Yeah. <laughs> there are no rules to this section. I'm the lord of this domain with my song suggestions. Anything goes um, at hitters. Quite. Um, so, uh, it's an album I've re-listened to recently um, is Lokana's second album, Not Waving But Drowning. Ooh, good stuff. To exist and hide your face so late Leave everything in yesterday Uh, they ask about the Bible I was reading Told them that the title was misleading Labelled it Jerusalem but really it's for cooking Middle East And I could see that mine was changing with the seasons Shaded for a reason uh, They will start decreasing Leaving like the orange in the evening It was creeping through the clouds But now I'm proud to see the images releasing I just wish the little lady could have seen Yeah, I, I am a wee bit of a fanboy um, I, It's just such a warm and inviting atmosphere Across a load of the songs I love how he starts and ends the album, which, uh, if you've not heard it before, I'm not going to spoil that for you. But, uh, yeah, it, it gave me the warm fuzzies by the end. Um, and, yeah, I just, I just like the whole vibe of that record. Plus, I love some of his lines on that as well. It's, it's a very good album. Listen to it. He's a great rapper, just like, like let alone anything else. He's just an amazing rapper as well, isn't he? He is, yes. He's like a. It's it's kind of that very thoughtful, very constructed, but like very. It feels uh, this the way I've described him before is like if a lot of popular rap ends up being like uh, rock stars or glam rock or like metal or things like that, then. He feels a bit more in the sort of singer-songwriter mould. That's a good way of putting it. I like that. Which is... You can tell that I don't listen to much rap, can you? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not something that tends to crop up a lot in uh, at least my perception of the popular music field. So I I, I just kind of like it. It's really nice. good, isn't it? I, I, I know what you mean about the sort of singer-songwriter thing, like... I'd say it's like a really good example of, um, I don't know, hip hop that you could dissect in a songwriting sense. Like there's a lot of sort of, Mm. a lot of the stuff we talk about on the podcast is like really prevalent on his albums from what I've heard anyway. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell I didn't prep for this section today, can you? Well, I didn't like overly prep. I just kind of like have the thing in mind. I'll do an album this week as well, actually. Um, the mm. album I'm going to recommend, um, and I really do recommend this one, is what's fast becoming my favourite Kate Bush album. Um, it's an album called The Dreaming from 1982. 
this album a lot so good isn't it's, it it's my staff pick at work um, oh is it really I, yeah and my review for it basically reads like uh do you like that kate bush but think that she'd be better if she was even weirder then the dreaming is for you <laughs> that's such a good review <laughs> that's amazing um, the way i the way i view that album is that that's almost like as well as like the experimental production side something like sat in your lap sounds amazing a punk band should cover that um, I view that as like her doing as much as she can with her voice. Mm. Like she has like a like accent work, and she has like different tonality and like a, like the piercing bits, but she's also trying out a bit more in like a lower register up to the end, like um, where she's screaming, "Get out of my house!" and she's really going for it. Like uh, it's it's basically just a testament to everything that her voice can do. I totally agree. I think a lot of that comes down to, if I got my facts right, which I think I might not, <laughs> uh, is uh, this, this was definitely the first album that she produced by herself. Like, she co-produced um, Never Forever. And I think this was the first one where she, like, started to set up her own studio. By Hounds of Love, she definitely had her own studio to work out, like, out of, like, any time of day. But with this one, she uh, she was starting to build that. And I think that's just... A nice environment to just like experiment with your voice and be as loud or as quiet or as unusual as, as possible and just it's just such a good album like you can kind of see why it wasn't like critically well received at the time but it's developed exactly. a massive cult following in the years since and it's just got loads of oh, just the lyrics alone like so many like great esoteric or like metaphysical lyrics and stuff um mixed with like real humor like there goes a tenor is just this song about like setting up um, a heist job to, like, rob a bank, and uh, it's just brilliant. It's so good. Such a good album. Mm. Yeah, I feel that's a good one to pick as well. Yeah. I'll be listening to both of those. <laughs> yeah, same here, actually. Um, I've been meaning to download um, Not Waving But Drowning as well, so I'll be listening to that over the next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, good track to check out for um, uh, Not Waving But Drowning if you're sort of curious about it, but uh, not sure if it might be for you would be the track Ottolenghi uh, I believe that's the correct way you say it yep that is correct it's got Jordan McCarr in it as well sick sure. and a good one to try from uh, The Dreaming is Suspended and Gaffer see I, I would also recommend the opener to that one um, uh, Sitting in Your Lap mm. yeah good call good seriously call. a punk band needs to cover that song <laughs> they really do that <laughs> could be very cool, actually. Um, yeah. And if not, we shall, Roger. <laughs> we will cut our hair into Mohicans and we will do it. I I don't have hair. Is that going to be an issue? You're out of the band. <laughs> oh. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. 
Uh, please do join us again for next week where we bring you the final four songs from our February challenge and you can judge then whether our Februarys were well spent. Uh, if you have a song that you've written uh, that you would like on air or you have any thoughts about anything that we've said or if you want to uh, recommend your favourite track of The Dreaming then why not write into us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com uh, you can also find us at various places on the internet. Just type Weekly Song Podcast into uh, into Google and we shall come up at the various places where we exist. I think that includes YouTube and Facebook and uh, Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> and you can look at our SoundCloud page and see how wonderfully out of date our representations are, except you can't because you have no reference image of what we look like now. Um, it was a nice idea, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Roger, where can I your music online? What do people do to find you? Well, um, my music can be found on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, uh, YouTube, and all those places. Just search Roger Heathers. Um, or you can find me on Instagram. I do, uh, you know, definitely follow me on Instagram if you want to follow uh, what I'm up to and what I'm recording and that sort of thing. That's at Roger Heathers on Instagram. And that's about it, really. How about you, Declan? Where, where can people find you and your uh, presence online? Well, uh, and your I music, a, of course. Of, no, I just want to tell them where to find my presence, uh, so they can give them to me, so that I can have the nice things. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> if you head to Facebook, type in Declan Kitchen of Music, my page will come up on there. I've not posted anything in Donkey's Yonks, but hopefully, I will do at some point soon. Uh, if you go to Instagram at Camborner, uh, there's no U in that. Uh, you'll find me congratulations you'll have found me um if you uh want to find my music and i'm poor which is true most of the time then you can head to Bandcamp and pay for the album and that'd be lovely i need some money thank you please and thank you um however if you're poor as well as me being poor uh which might be true definitely half of it is then you can find it on itunes spotify uh, like all the all the fun regular places that you find music. Search Declan Kitchener. Most recent album is called Apathy Will Get You Nowhere. Aren't I a cheery ray of sunshine? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe I believe that's it. I think this is getting now to the point where I'm now actually begging the viewers for money, which is not good. It's uh... <laughs> no, you must look at it. You're, you're a musician asking for fair compensation for your art. Am I though? No, you're begging. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to hear some more begging, why not tune in next week? Uh, and we shall see you then. Ta ra. Ta ra. Ah, ah. <laughs>